the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Wow, let's see. Interesting, looking at all the headlines, how many of them are negative. That's a, uh, actually, to the contrarian, that's a pretty good sign. When everybody else is, you know, running for the door, it might be time to start looking around for opportunities. And uh, I think we're seeing that right now. Um, valuations are still a little bit high, though. That's that's the only troubling part about this. And the the what's interesting to me is I would have thought that at this time in my career, I've only been <clears throat> doing this for 32 years now. <laughs> I would have thought that the uh, old stuff that used to happen a lot would have stopped happening quite so frequent, frequently. But right now you've got the, the best performing categories are still, or at least over the last few weeks, are the tech stocks who have the highest valuations, which I think is really interesting. Uh, at some point in time, that is going to move around uh, and it's going to come to some stocks that basically have barely budged for several years, despite the fact that their revenues and their profits are up pretty significantly. So I just have to kind of wait and see uh, how that's going to happen. All the volatility just keeps reminding me, incidentally, that fixed income is a big part of most people's portfolios. It always has been for us. And I think it's still going to make a lot of sense. And we're going to, we'll talk about that a little bit later in today's show, but uh, the various types of fixed income right now, I think you've got really good CD rates out there. If you buy CDs from your brokerage firm, um, most of the brokerage firms sell, buy and sell CDs from banks. There's a big network out there. It still has FDIC coverage. What's interesting is you can get more than one CD from, uh, I'm sorry, you can go above the normal SIPC insured guarantees and you can have a couple million bucks and they would all have FDIC insurance as long as they weren't overweighted in one bank, which is kind of interesting. And I really like treasuries are even uh, better as far as I'm concerned. You don't have to pay local income tax on treasuries and the rates are extremely close. I mean, it, it kind of funny. We'll be watching during the day. Uh, we'll be buying some in the morning and then buying in the afternoon and the prices will have changed a little bit during that time period. Not a lot, but just a little. And uh, treasuries really, actually, you have to check each day to see which one's going to be paying more, a CD or a treasury. And so they're very, they've been uh, very close to brokered CDs. And I think that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, getting back up around 4%, it's really going to take a lot of, um, pressure off of an awful lot of people that a CD is part of a, a program, part of your portfolio, you know, the fixed income portion of it. And, uh, rates are not quite as high as the distribution yields 
on fixed in, or I'm sorry, fixed index annuities, but they're get, you know they're getting closer, and actually the uh, fixed index annuities have started to creep up a little bit now in response to that because you know when you have a when you have a, a fixed index annuity or just a fixed annuity, even a fixed annuity, the insurance company is going out and investing the dollars that we invest with them into the same markets that all the mutual funds and all the pension funds, they're, they're using the same markets. So when those rates go up, the rates on annuities can go up as well. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. Um, it, they can go up. They typically don't respond nearly as quickly as treasury bonds do, but eventually they respond. And if you're uh, at a point where you, you think, look, I'm, I'm going to be retiring in another four or five years, uh, I'm really, this, this volatility has my stomach going up and down and churning every day. That might be a really good option to consider for a portion of your money. And now I've worked with several people where they had a specific expenditure. Uh, some of them wanted to pay the premiums on their Medicare supplement program that they had. And then that's all they wanted to do. Uh, you have to be aware that those premiums over time will go up. So if you're going to look to do that with an annuity, uh, you either need to look to one that also goes up over time uh, or one that uh, uh, you're not going to put quite as much in and you'll take some of the extra money that you don't have to invest in because when you buy the ones who adjust for inflation, it, you have to put more money in it uh, to be able to generate the starting income that you may need to get. So the others will, they take less money up front to pay that starting income, but you know the premiums are going to go up over time. So you'd better leave some money in a fund uh, to handle the inflation in those premiums. And uh, it gets complicated, doesn't it? And I, I try to make it as simple as I can. And I am, I'm, I'm telling you, the, uh, if you looked at how I lived, um, I, I should be on those. Do they even have magazines for the minimalists? <laughs> I, I doubt it because they're not buying much, <laughs> but the, uh, I still buy a lot of stuff, but I don't like to have a lot of stuff laying around my house. And, uh, um, it's pretty funny. Yeah. If you, you don't want to be forced to live that way, by the way. <laughs> so this is why planning is, is, is kind of important. I mean, it's very important. Although it, it doesn't need to get super complicated. Sometimes, you know, it does. Occasionally, it's going to be complicated. It's just the way life is now. But in many cases, you just want to try to keep things as humanly uh, possible, as simple as you can. And what I mean by that is like when you get ready, when you start looking at retirement planning, uh, getting to that point, and by the way, you know when you should start retirement planning? When you're about 12. When you're about 12 years old. And the reason why is, I'm going to tell you, there's a, a rule called the 4% rule that a lot of financial planning people use. And essentially it says, whatever your account balances are for retirement, you don't, you only, you don't want to take more than 4% out from the starting value. And then you're going to adjust that 4% for inflation. You're going to raise it each year. That's why it's only 4%. Now, as with every rule, it's going to have exceptions. And your situation is probably going to be a little bit different. But um, that's a good ballpark. So if, I can, if I'm going to withdraw 4% and then I'm going to increase that over time to keep up with inflation when the cost of food goes up and gas goes up and everything else goes up. So I'm going to start at 4 knowing that I'm going to have to raise that. All right. So if I had a million dollars, 4% of a million dollars is 40,000 bucks. Now that doesn't seem right to an awful lot of people, but it is get your calculator out and check it. So to generate $40,000 and you're only going to take out 4% need a million bucks. And that's, that's where people get shocked. And, uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. If you're in your forties, fifties, uh, sixties, you just got to do the best you can. And more often than not, uh, when I'm sitting down with somebody, um, we'll 
take a look at their plan. And oftentimes they can do it. You know, they, they've got a, uh, um, enough money saved to be able to take out a four or 5% a year, uh, let it supplement their social security, their retirement income. If they have some sort of a pension, that's great. You know, my social security, by the way, I haven't checked it in about two years and I know they've been raising, um, because of inflation. And when I checked it, they don't, they don't adjust the future projections for inflation. And mine was, uh, it was like two years ago, it was over $4,000 a month for an individual. And I'm thinking just for social security, (laughs) that's pretty interesting. And, uh, it's the, you know, you can go to socialsecurity.gov, sign up, get your, get an account and get an estimate right there. They'll send it to you. Actually, it's not an estimate. They, this is what it's going to be. So if you, uh, if there's an error there, you don't have a whole lot of time to catch it. You need to, you need to look that up really quickly. And it's a big deal. I mean, if, if I'd have told my grandfather, I'm going to get $50,000 a year from social security when he was my age, he probably would have uh, slapped me <laughs> for thinking him so dumb, <laughs> but that's the impact that inflation has on just about everything. And I'm sure, I mean, this is, that's, that's a non-inflation adjusted number. Cause like I said, I haven't done it for two years. So it's probably significantly higher than that right now. And, uh, I think it's pretty interesting that, uh, that, that can happen that way. So yeah, keeping, uh, by the way, you only, I forget how many years you get. I'll have to go back and double check that. But if, if there's an error on that, on, on your record for social security, you don't get a ton of time to fix it. It, it, no six or seven years or something. I think it's like three or four years. So if you see an error, and this is one of the reasons you should have, you should just go up and sign up. Just Google socialsecurity.gov. I, I, actually, you can type that in and it'll probably take you right there. But uh, sign up for that. That That's a big deal. And, and it is a big deal for the vast majority of people. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I'm actually in the studio live today. <laughs> So you can call us, 216-901-0945. Number is 216-901-0945. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you guys are all fired up over the Ohio State-Michigan game. The uh, Actually, I really don't care if you're fired up for it, but it uh, looks to be a really good game. And uh, uh, very interesting, uh, that dynamic. They're both undefeated. That's, that's, that's pretty wild. So anyway. I was talking kind of about Social Security getting the uh, uh, keeping up with that. You know, when you get your annual reports from all your retirement plans, I mean, it, it's a big deal. The, uh, I think the vast majority of people in this country don't think a lot about retirement until they get up into their 40s and uh, sometimes in their 50s. And that's really rough. You, you, you have to accumulate an awful lot of money to be able to maintain your lifestyle or any lifestyle really uh the uh it's just a really difficult thing to do and the earlier you get started on it the better off you're going to be and from that standpoint there are a lot of really good packages out there uh, or 401k plans i see them all the time and you really need to take advantage of those uh try to do the best you can as much as you can understand that when you are putting money into the 401k plan, you're not paying federal income tax on it. That saves you a ton of money. So, and uh, I can hear it in the back of my head every time I make that statement. Uh, somebody goes, yeah, but you're going to pay taxes on it one day. Um, well, hopefully you'll be paying taxes on it plus what it has grown by. And hopefully that's going going to be a lot. And I hope that you have to pay a lot of taxes because if you're paying a lot of taxes, that means you're making a lot of money. And that's pretty interesting. So uh, I see, are, are we taking calls today? Oh, all right. All right. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. I guess the uh, equipment in the uh, radio station today is not, not, it's operating the way I feel actually. <laughs> but uh, uh, here we go. I've got, I'm going to go to the phones right now. And again, if you want to call, you can call 216-901-0945. Going to line one. Uh, it, is this Jr. Hello. I yes. Good morning, Professor Bullington. Are you there? I am here. How are you? Uh, good, good. I hope you had a wonderful Turkey Day with your family. Thanks. You too. Okay. My question is: uh, with the impending 
recession that everybody feels we're going to have. Interest rates are at a sky-high rate now. Well, we put it this way, they're higher than they've been in some time. Do you see as the recession takes hold, interest rates will come down? You know, Should that, they not because hmm. of lack of demand? Well, that would be the normal, okay? Okay. That, that would be the way that it happens normally. I got about uh, 30 seconds before I have to take a commercial break, but I'm, I'll just put you on hold because I, I really want to uh, talk to you about this, if that's okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear what your opinion is on that. Yeah, because uh, I've been thinking about that almost every day. <laughs> okay, okay. That makes two of us. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really fascinating. When they say it's different this time, I mean, it is really different this time. But uh, anyway, if you want to hang on, this is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. So My boyfriend's exchanging holiday gifts. He got a sweater for his dad, and then his mom opened a two-pound tin of Peterson's Imperial Mixed Nuts. When it was my turn, I closed my eyes. When I opened them, he was holding a ring. Will you marry me? He asked. Will I marry you? You give me this care and a half ring, and you have the nerve to give your mom the Peterson's? Mama's boy. No one ever forgets a gift of Peterson's Nuts. To place an order, visit petersonsnuts.com or call 1-888-817-NUTS. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Okay, and we're back, and I have to apologize. Our uh, phone system's not working well, so I have to ask who this is again. <laughs> this is JR. I'm waiting for my uh, tutorial on interest rates. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. We uh, we don't know who's calling on which lines. We just know the lines are lit up. But um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, interest rates. They're supposed to... Uh, raise interest rates to try to keep them like one and a half to two percent above inflation okay uh-huh. and or at least that was what they used to try to do and and oftentimes the fed they would wait for the numbers to come out and then make the adjustments and this is like the first time i've seen them in my lifetime uh try to anticipate what's going to happen now i don't, i don't watch them that closely so it, I'm sure it could have happened two or three times before this. But um, for some reason, I was paying more attention this time. And you didn't have Google and the Internet back in the other, you know, under the other uh, sure, administrations. Sure. But, uh, yeah, they, I, I just don't know, though, when they were raising interest rates back in the 70s, you know, you had huge inflation. A large part of it was because 
there was this pretty popular government program called Medicare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, brought into existence in the late 1960s and they started paying for it and they were printing money to pay for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it caused double digit inflation. You know, prices of houses went up 100% in five years during one of those time periods. I think that was wow. 74 to 79, somewhere in that neighborhood. But the, uh, anyway, uh, you had massive uh, inflation. And then Jimmy Carter comes in. He he inherited it. You know, the mess was there before he got there. Everybody blames him for that. Nobody nobody bothers to go and read, the, you know, to see what actually happened because it's so much easier to blame somebody if you don't like them. <laughs> well, Ford Ford gave us a good bit of it, but Jimmy Carter didn't help things. I would say that. Well, no, Jimmy Carter put an end to it. See, that's the accuracy mm-hmm. part of it. He uh, appointed a Fed president. And, uh, oh, man, I can't believe how old I'm getting. can't believe I forgot this guy's name. That, that's not uh, Volcker, is Yeah, it, it was Paul Volcker. And okay. Paul Volcker was very heavy-handed. And Jimmy Carter asked him, he said, hey, what? how do we fix this? He goes, if, if you want me to do what I need to do, you'll go down as one of the worst presidents that's ever lived. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Carter said, well, will it fix it? And he said, yes. And he goes, well, then go ahead and do it. And so he raised the reserve requirements and interest rates at the same time. So not only you're raising interest rates, now you're you're uh, taking some of the supply of the money available to make loans. Okay, that was mm-hmm. they're not doing that yet. That hasn't been no. done. Yet. They've just done the uh, rates. So that was really heavy-handed, and and it worked. I mean, it, it caused a recession. Okay. And uh, of course, everybody did blame Jimmy Carter, just like Paul Volcker said it w- said they would. And inflation started coming down, started dropping like a rock. Okay, it it actually it did work, but I just don't know. I mean, the the inflation that we have today, back then it was you know the the oil prices were going up so much. Uh, sure, you had unions sure. across the country kept striking, and it was a, a wage price spiral and uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it was similar in some veins, but the thing that's really different about this is a, a lot of the shortage, I, I believe, in, in the oil and gas has come from the, the war that's going on in Ukraine. Well, there was no, right, right. You know, I, I'm not sure raising interest rates is going to stop a war. See, that's, that's, of course, that's of the part that I, you know, and it might, I mean, maybe it puts just so much pressure on them and they force so much economic malaise on Europe and, and Russia that they go, you know what? We can't afford to do this anymore. Let's quit. Let's let's call a truce. Maybe it'll work, you know. But I don't know. You know, it's all I know is that interest rates are high. They could go a lot higher, um, but you never know whether they will or not. In fact, Peter Lynch was a uh, fond of saying, if you spend fifteen years, uh, fifteen minutes a year reading economics, reading about economics. You've just wasted 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because it, it will change. It's going to change so, relatively when it does it, it. It's amazing how quickly it can change. But so it's not axiomatic if there's less demand that interest rates will come down accordingly. Nope. Not at all. Well, I would I would have thought, I mean, now why would they, now they'd want to stimulate the economy, at least get, you know, you try to kickstart. They've already screwed it up bad enough, but. Well, you would hope. Uh, you, we, one would think if there's no demand, why would they? Why would rates be at sky high? There's, you know, it's basic supply and demand. Right, and that that's that's my point. They, they haven't been using the language that you and I are using right now. I haven't heard anybody say anything about that. And yeah. uh, and so I'm I'm scratching my head, going, "Wow, <laughs> you know, that is the uh, that's really different." So, but yeah, yeah. So don't. Uh, don't expect it. If it happens, great. If not, don't be surprised, I guess, is uh, your observation. Well, I remember home mortgages that were 22%. And see, my, yeah. so my dad was a carpenter. And yeah. uh, so, and we built a lot of houses that during that time period, we were building in, in Strongsville. And uh, mm-hmm. he's just a carpenter. The, the guy that was the builder that took out all the loans ended up going bankrupt. Ooh. The yeah, it was the uh, it was brutal, 
And uh, I just remember the 22% interest rates on a mortgage. If you wanted to get one and you had to put uh, more than 10% down, I, th- I think it might've been 20. But, yeah, people uh, aren't going to be borrowing in that type of environment. Oh obviously. man, it just slammed the brakes on the entire economy. And, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, but you know what? You didn't have Google back then. So not as many people knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Thank right. you for your observations, William. Oh, well, thanks for calling. Day. Have a good weekend. Yeah, bye. Bye. This is Bill Bullington. You're on the Bullington Capital Report. Hey, Bill. It's Jason. How you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for uh, hanging on so long. I feel bad. Oh, no. I, I listen to your show. Uh, you know, I try to listen whenever I'm out. I usually run errands on Saturday. I hear you normally. Um, <laughs> so I, I was happy to listen. And actually, I wanted, to, I wanted to comment on the interest rate real quick before I ask you about Social Security. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the, the one that the 2% the Taylor rule, I, I, don't, I don't know if we should really say that the, that the Fed's going to follow that because the way they calculate the CPI now, I think is a little bit. Oh rich. yes. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. So, yep. And I, and I, I think the other thing is though, the, the Fed's kind of boxed in because if you look at our debt levels of over 30 trillion, right. I think a lot of that is financed with short-term debt. If they raise the interest rate to 6% or higher from what I've read, we won't even be able to make the, the payments on the interest. So they're really in a bad spot, but, um, I wanted to ask you about Social Security, and when do you think, I'm 43, um, when do you think they're going to cut um, the, the payments on Social Security? I, I think they'll do a combination probably of raising taxes and cuts, and I'm just wondering, how much time do you think we got left before they start to cut it? Um, maybe, I don't know, I don't know what the percentage will be, but I'm assuming they're going to have to make cuts to what the payments are going to be, not for people who are currently retired, but for people who, you know, are, are at some point, you know, they're going to say, here's the cutoff date. We're paying 20% less now or whatever it is. What, what's yeah. your thoughts on it? Um, actually, I think they're more likely just to freeze it because if, if you freeze it and you have inflation and uh, GDP does actually go up at some point in time, then you're collecting a portion of that extra excess GDP to help pay for Social Security. So if you were to freeze it and maybe extend it out to, I, I know if you if you froze it, for even five years and extended the uh, full retirement age to 72, which has been kind of bannered about that would fix it. The, uh, and when you say, and, and then, so when you say freeze it, do you think then that they'll get rid of the COLA um, with it? That's within social security. Yeah, so that, yep. yeah. Oh, what a, that, oh man. Cause that COLA is not even keeping up with, with the inflation like yeah, it used yeah, to. No I kidding, mean. man. Cause you, <laughs> And this is something I've talked, I had talked about a long time ago on, on a radio program. So you put the people in charge of raising Social Security also in charge of interest rates and spending. Who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who who do you think gets taken advantage of there? <laughs> oh, and, and there's you you also are putting them in charge of reporting as to what the real rate of inflation is. Uh, or what their rate of inflation is, the actual rate of inflation for somebody who's in their sixties because of the rising cost of medical care being like three times you know faster or two times faster than the overall economy. Um, they've yeah. been they've been hurt the most, but they're also the least vocal. You know, it's hard to yell when you're eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, good point. But uh, but yeah, well, so there's there's a there. <laughs> I'm just so glad I am not a politician. I mean, that would be such a tough job. It, there's so yeah. much stuff that just needs to be fixed. And yeah. uh, and none of the fixes are easy. And anybody that does attempt to fix it is going to get voted out of office lickety-split. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's the problem. The country, I mean, there's a, there's there's been a lot of mismanagement of the money over the years, special interests getting what they needed. But at this point, to take the medicine, it, it, I don't think I don't think any politician could survive it, it, to, to give the country the medicine they needed to, to fix this. Neither do I. And and by the way, you and I, this the conversation that we just had is probably oh, in the magnitude of ten times more intelligent than most of the the uh, uh, things that come out of Herschel Walker's mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, by the way, I was a freshman at Vanderbilt when he was a sophomore at Georgia, and we played them uh, the the prior year. He had set the NCAA record uh, for single game rushing against us, and uh, yeah. I I'd never heard him speak before. But uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if he's a nice guy. I don't know anything about him. All I know is I, I think his thighs were somewhere around 32 inches back then. He was super fast and could he could stop on a dime, and he was back to full speed in two steps. But that doesn't make for it doesn't mean that he should be in government. <laughs> I'll tell you what I I agree, Bill. There's not a lot of people that I think in government um, that that are that are doing a, doing a lot from the best interest of the people. Like at this point, I would just settle for somebody who, who's who's honest and who's not gonna not gonna take money from a, a foreign government or a, right. or a lobbying organization when they organization when they get out of Congress, which I I think is few and far between. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do too, and it's one of the reasons I. I, I really don't even follow politics anymore. I'll follow some of the laws when they come out, uh, like the student loan forgiveness, which hasn't gotten actually completely approved yet. But I'll watch the laws. As far as who's drafting the laws and what the votes are, I just wait until it happens and then you know take a look at it and see if there's anything I need to do uh, in the meantime. How can, how can they fix the education when they're going to subsidize the cost of this of, of these colleges by by letting kids go to school for free. I mean, when I look back, I said in 1990s, late 90s, if you looked at what the cost was at a state university, right. I think average was you know like four or five thousand a year in a lot of state. You look now, it's over twenty, and it's been because you because the the people, either the taxpayer or the government, has been allowing this to get so bloated. If they go and let these kids go to school for free, they're going to major in gender studies and whatever woke BS they're giving them, they're never going to be productive. If you make them pay, they're going to have to pick a, a job based on the free market that is in demand. Yeah. But see, you're, you're talking about 18 and 19 year olds. <laughs> oh. that, 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 I don't know. It, it's a, that's another one of the, I am so glad I'm not a politician. I, I don't have to, to make these decisions. They're not easy. I mean, these are, these are really tough. And uh, I thought, you know, financial planning was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but got, well, I won't keep you, Bill. Have have a good uh, rest of the weekend. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good weekend. Thanks for calling, too. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you'd like to call numbers 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. By the way, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans get mad at me because I refuse to uh, change my position, which is most of the time I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to our interest rates going to higher go higher. I don't know. Are they going to go lower? I don't know. You don't need to know that. Uh, all you need to know is what you're going to do. That's what you need to know. And what are generally the better things to do? Uh, normally you want to stay out in a, in bonds that are like two to three years, because if you're not, uh, then, you know, there's going to be at some point in time, rates are going to go up. Uh, or down, and your stuff's going to renew. It's going to move along with that, but it will avoid you buying the thirty-year Treasury bond. It, it, I still I feel bad for this this caller. He called in a, a few years ago. He had uh, purchased the long-term Treasury ETF symbol TLT, and he was really happy about it because it had gone up. and And I'm like, wow, that's just. That's a rally. That that's something that we used to jokingly call a dead cat bounce. You know, dead cats don't bounce too much when you throw them against the concrete. I've never done that, by the way. <laughs> I would never do that. And there are people around me now that are going, "Uh oh, <laughs> I just crossed the line." But anyway, the uh, um, the the bounce that he got, you know, is followed up by a decline that's, that's over thirty percent. And if you look from the peak of where the long, that long-term treasury bond fund peaked, it's down about 40, you know, and those are long-term government bonds. Now um, that's, you got to be really careful. And no, I, I'm the only person I know of, of that's talking about this and bringing this to your attention. When you have a, a balanced account, okay, stocks, bonds, and cash, the bonds in that balanced account, I can promise you are, are not the best bonds, not, not today. They're good for, I'm sure that the firms out there, the big firms that big money management firms are trying to keep uh, things shorter term maturities. But you know what? When you've got trillions of dollars to invest, literally trillions, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You have to invest in some things 
that you would really wish that you wouldn't have to invest in. But the money has to go somewhere. You're not allowed to leave it <laughs> in a non-interest bearing checking account. And uh, so it ends up buying, finding its way into categories that it, they shouldn't be there. And so, you know, that's how bubbles get formed. And there's been a big bubble in bonds. And see, bonds don't bounce back like stocks do. Or at least typically don't bounce back like stocks do. So it could be an incredibly long time, you know, and we were, uh, it, it's painful when you're holding on to short-term bonds and those longer-term bonds, their uh, rates are going up because prices are going down and people are attracted to it for the, all the wrong reasons. And they're going, hey, but it's paying this much. Yeah, but see, it pays that much, but the principal, the money, the amount of money that you invested in it is going to go down. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. This is Bill Bullington here on 1420. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wake up and breathing deeper than yesterday. Take on the morning like your soul's been remade. 95.5 The Fish has got you today. Hello, Cleveland. My dad grew up in Cleveland. I've lived in Cleveland my whole life, and Cleveland rocks. And as a Cleveland plumber who's the son of a Cleveland plumber, one thing I can tell you is that Cleveland sewer pipes are all made of clay. And those clay pipe sections have seams every three to four feet where roots can grow, cracks can develop, and offsets form, and that causes some nasty clogs. For most clogs, we can cable or jet them out fast and get the water moving. But to really fix the problem properly requires a cable machine, a hydro jetter, a camera, several hours of work, all of which every drain tech does have ready to go so at Wyatt Works we embrace transparency we will bust the clog right away we'll show you on the camera and let you decide if you want to do a band-aid fix or a permanent fix either way the hard-working straight-talking do-it-right drain techs at Wyatt Works have got you covered consider it done at wyattworks.com license number 30185 no doubt about it we're spending more time at home which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful hi Ed Flash Ferrance here for Artistic Renovations Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016 and last year they were back for the master bath oh my word do yourself a favor and go to artisticreno.com believe me you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product for a virtual consultation call 216 0838 or visit artisticreno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Welcome back. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Um, feel free to go to my website if you have questions. Uh, it's bullingtoncapital.com. You can fill out the contact us form, and there's a slot there for a question. You can type it in there, and I will try to get back to you as quickly as I can. If you'd like to call in today, the number is 216-901-0945. I have to warn you that uh, our equipment's not working like it's supposed to be, so I'm going to have to ask for your name like I'm going to have to ask for this person's name. <laughs> oh, I guess they decided to. Oh, now it's coming back. That's funny. It's Bill Bullington. Bill Bullington. You're on the Bullington Capital Report. Guess not. The uh, Wow, we are having unbelievable technical difficulties today, so... Got to bear with us. Must be because that uh, Ohio State Michigan game is getting ready to be played. <laughs> it's, it's tearing up everybody's. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It's overcrowding. Anyway, you know, I was reading about the uh, uh, student loan forgiveness, and it's interesting. It's uh, not what I thought it was initially. And there's a really good article on it in Wealth Management Magazine. Uh, I believe you can get a copy of it by going to wealthmanagement.com. So if you've had uh, 
taken out student loans over the last few years, and you might you might be eligible to have someone that relieved or forgiven. Which uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff about that, and some people are really upset. Uh, some people are really mad. Now, I had I had two choices when I got out of high school. I could go into the military, or I could take the the football scholarship I was offered, and uh, I think I should have gone into the military. <laughs> As I'm sitting here, my body is aching. My legs are going, my foot, the left foot's going numb. My lower back is hurting, and I'm like, I, uh, it's crazy. Had I had, had I known, I probably would have gone into the military. But those were the options. So you could go to the military, do three or four years, four or five years. I had good enough grades, though. I actually, I take that back. I had the Air Force Academy and the, uh, um, oh, what's the uh, West Point? I had both the recruiters there coming in. And uh, they both said, oh, I didn't take enough math because I, I took my high school math in eighth grade, uh, my first year of high school math in eighth grade. So I only had, uh, um, let's see, nine, ten, three years instead of four years of math in, in high school because I didn't have to. And they looked at that and said, well, we're going to have to take another year. You'll have to go to this prep school. And I was, at 18, I was like, what? Go to a prep? Have to wait another whole year? Forget that. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, probably should have anyway. Don't know if I would have, I don't know what it would have happened. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, they're now they're talking about uh, um, forgiving student loans. I didn't know anything about student loans. We didn't know about financial aid that you could get help from the government. Uh, we lived out in the boonies. The, uh, our, the teachers that we had and our, I forget what they, they call them. We had uh, people that would come into the school and try to help you out with that kind of stuff. But they, uh, you know, our school was so big. There were so many kids there that uh, I never even spoke to anybody there. And uh, I think they thought I was taking care of anyway. So bottom line is there are a lot more programs today. There's a lot more money for kids. Uh, when they can't afford school, if, if they can pass the classes, you know, kind of like Europe, uh, a lot of European countries, if you're smart enough, they'll put you on scholarship. You can pass the classes and, and get good grades. They'll pay for your school. And I, I think that's what we should do here. Uh, and I'm not, when I look at the amount of student loan debt that's out there and I look at the amount that they're forgiving, it's not that much. I mean, you're talking... If if you make a decent amount of money, uh, anything over one hundred twenty five thousand a year, from what I'm looking at in this article, if this article is accurate, or if I'm interpreting it correctly, you're not going to get all that much. You're going to be eligible for ten thousand bucks, and and uh, it is that a lot? I mean, I I think Kent State's around thirty thousand bucks a year now, and uh, so they're talking to you know making a big deal out of there. If you really well, if you're not making a certain amount of money, then you might be eligible for, for up to $20,000. So I don't know. You know, I look at how difficult it was. And by the way, you want to get uh, um, beat up by a bunch of old guys? Go go into a group of uh, people above the age of 55 who played college football on a scholarship and tell them they had a free ride. You ain't getting out of there. <laughs> I have never had to work that hard again. It, it was brutal. I'm sitting here. My body's in pain from all the injuries that I sustained. And, you know, just never. I've never had to work that hard again. And uh, I feel bad for these guys. You know, back in those days, only one in five ever even graduated. You know, that that because they had to spend so much time on this sport. And it was year round. You got off two weeks at Christmas and six weeks during the summer. And thank goodness for that, because I took the shortened summer school session. That's why I took all my hard classes. The only time I made the dean's list, too, by the way. And uh, so I'm taking 16 credit, sixteen weeks worth of credit hours in six, and I'm making the dean's list. That's how hard football was. I wasn't even close to the dean's list on uh, during the regular school year. And uh, that stuff just ain't right. <laughs> It wasn't right then. I don't know. I, I hope it's improved. I think it's improved now, but uh, it was brutal. I mean, that was, I mean, talk about, I don't know, human trafficking in, in football players. 
<laughs> in college athletes. I remember this coach thought he was really funny. We'd walk around, we're stretching before practice. You know, you had to run, stretch, then run again before you started practicing. It took about 30 minutes, by the way. These stretches, you got a 270 pound lineman laying on your back, pushing your, your rib cage down to touch your knee. That, that's what the stretching is like. <laughs> You better be if you if you're not flexible when you're when you come in as a freshman. By the time you're a senior, you can do the splits, no sweat. Yeah, but so that even the stretching of it was not all that uh, pleasant, should I say? And his coach used to come around and, and he would say, "Hey, uh, at least you're not in Saigon." <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that 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 would go. And and he actually designed a drill that he called escape from Saigon and uh, uh, it was, and it was brutal. I won't bother telling you about it. It's probably, you know, turn your stomach, but the uh, bottom line is uh, I am so glad <laughs> that those days are over and I really paid. I'm still paying for that, that college scholarship. The, uh, and uh, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, anybody that's never gone through it doesn't realize, you know, and uh, you know, so I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm lucky to have been there. Uh, lucky to have gotten a, a diploma and uh, gotten to study some stuff that I really liked. That was nice. The, uh, my, in fact, my major was economics, but um, which you'd think would be a lot of help. And back in those days, you know, PCs were, were kind of new and actually they were really new. So what the, the amount of data that they have and the education that people have today, you know, the fact that Google's out there, you can find almost anything. You got to be careful because you, now you don't, you don't know if you can trust the source, but in, that was kind of the same back then. It was just, they had to go through uh, a much, there were many fewer articles published on those types of topics because we just didn't have the distribution. At any rate, the uh, economy still work very similarly to the way they always have supply and demand is a big deal. Everybody tries to guess at what the supply and demand is. I see people putting together these mathematical models. Uh, I think Warren Buffett once called these guys PhDs. Uh, I'm sorry, witch doctors with PhDs in computers because a lot of the stuff that they try to do, you know, everybody wants to know what the answer is. Everybody wants to know what the answer, where are interest rates going to be? What the stock, what's the stock market going to do? What, what's Twitter going to do? Uh, how about, uh, um, Tesla, what, what's that going to do? And, and they all want you to be right. And they don't realize that when you are investing, especially when you're starting to think about retirement, you don't want to be gambling. I mean, that, because that's what you're doing when, when you don't have a lot of knowledge. And, and by the way, there's, uh, most people are not professional gamblers. When you're a professional gambler, you, you look and a lot of professional gamblers have done very big. That's done very well. That's why they call them professional. And then you have all the others. And uh, so you've got people that are working out there that uh, know what they're doing. They put the probabilities in your favor in the long run. And uh, what kinds of things are we looking at there? I don't really have that much time today, I don't think. Nope, uh, we'll have to cover that next week. But the types of things that you want to see in your stock portfolios, because you're still going to need stocks if you plan on living for more than you know 10 or 15 years. Uh, if you are older than that, well, CD rates have started to come up a little bit. Um, these fixed index annuities and, and regular annuities, the rates on them have come up quite a bit. Uh, which one's the right one for you? I wouldn't know that because you know, it's like saying, what kind of car is the best car for an individual? It depends on what they like. I mean, most cars will do. They'll get you to where you need to go. But uh, if you're going to be driving it every day for the next five years, that's going to make a difference. And it's very similar to investing. How much money do you need? How long do you need it for? In other words, what do you think your life expectancy is? That's a dangerous one, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I plan. I always try to plan on having the money last longer than I do. Uh, in other words, when, when I pass away, I want there to be something left there. A, because I don't know when I'm going to pass away. And uh, B, because I'd like to leave something to my kids uh, and uh, shouldn't be a problem, but you know, sometimes it is. And uh, you got to think of yourself too. Uh, There's, you know, you can, you can't, you still can't get nearly as much income 
from CDs or tax-free bonds as you can a lot of annuities. And that's why I've been bringing it up over the last couple of years because that it wasn't that for a while there, it wasn't that case. That, that case did not exist. The rates on annuities were so, the rates on all fixed income, it was so low. It just, it was not a good thing to talk about except for giving you balance to your portfolio, which, you know, if you're in the right types, they did. They balanced it out. And, uh, you know, if you're in the wrong types of, of fixed income funds, uh, then those hurt you bad. So I guess my point to this, all of this is, is before you make a, a life affecting decision, maybe you want to call somebody. Maybe you just want to talk, you know, just here's my situation. It's really not as complicated as most of these magazines, like the one I was reading today, Wealth Management. You know, they love to bring in all kinds of, you know, regression analysis. And, and that's even so old. They hate using that term. I guess since I hear the music, that means I'm going to have to follow this conversation up next week. This has been Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.